Chapter 4, Part 2 of Aeroplanes and Dirigibles of War by Frederick A. Talbot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by William Tomko. Aeroplanes and Dirigibles of War by Frederick A. Talbot. Chapter 4, Part 2. So far as the French airships of war are concerned, the fleet is somewhat heterogeneous, although the non-rigid type prevails. The French aerial navy is represented by the Bayard Clement, Astra, Zodiac, and the government-built machines. Although the rigid type never has met with favor in France, there is yet a solitary example of this system of construction, the Spies which is 460 feet in length by 47 feet in diameter and has a displacement of 20 tons. The semi-rigid craft are represented by the Labaudi type, the largest of which measures 293 feet in length by 51 feet in diameter and has a displacement of 10 tons. One may feel disposed to wonder why the French should be apparently backward in this form of aerial craft, but this may be explained by the fact that the era of experiment had not been concluded at the time war was declared, with the result that it has been somewhat difficult to determine which type would meet the military requirements of the country to the best advantage. Moreover, the French military authorities evinced a certain disposition to relegate the dirigibles to a minor position convinced that it had been superseded by the heavier-than-air machine. Taken on the whole, the French airship fleet is inferior to the German in point of speed, if not numerically. But this deficiency is more than counterbalanced by the skill and ability of the men manning their craft, who certainly are superior to their contemporaries in Germany, combined with the proved character of such craft as are in service. The same criticism may be said to apply to Great Britain, that country was backward in matters pertaining to the airship because its experiments were carried out spasmodically while dependence was reposed somewhat too much upon foreign effort the british airships are small and of low speed comparatively speaking here again it was the advance of the aeroplane which was responsible for the manifestation of a somewhat indifferent if not lethargic feeling towards the airship Undoubtedly, the experiments carried out in Great Britain were somewhat disappointing. The one and only attempt to out-Zeppelin the Zeppelin resulted in disaster to the craft before she took to the air, while the smaller craft carried out upon far less ambitious lines were not inspiritingly successful. Latterly, the non-rigid system has been embraced exclusively, the craft being virtually mechanically driven balloons. They have proved efficient and reliable so far as they go, but it is the personal element in this instance also which has contributed so materially to any successes achieved with them. But although Great Britain and France apparently lagged behind the Germans, appreciable enterprise was manifested in another direction. The airship was not absolutely abandoned. Vigilance was maintained for a superior type of craft it was an instance of weighing the advantages against the disadvantages of the existing types and then evolving for a design which should possess the former without any of the latter this end appears to be achieved with the astra type of dirigible the story of the development of which offers an interesting chapter in the annals of aeronautics in all lighter-than-air machines the resistance to the air offered by the suspension ropes is considerable and the reduction of this resistance has proved one of the most perplexing problems in the evolution of the dirigible 
The air is broken up in such a manner by the ropes that it is converted into a brake or drag with the inevitable result that the speed undergoes a severe diminution. A full-rigged airship, such as the Parseval, for instance, may present a picturesque appearance, but it is severely unscientific, inasmuch as if it were possible to eliminate or to reduce the air resistance offered by the ropes. The speed efficiency might be raised by some 60%, and that without any augmentation of the propelling effort. As a matter of fact, Zeppelin solved this vexatious problem unconsciously. In his monster craft, the resistance to the air is reduced to a remarkable degree, which explains why these vessels, despite all their other defects, are able to show such a turn of speed. It was this feature of the Zeppelin which induced Great Britain to build the Mayfly, and which likewise induced the French government to stimulate dirigible design and construction among native manufacturers, at the same time, however, insisting that such craft should be equal at least in speed to the Zeppelins. The response to this invitation was the Spice, which, with its speed of 45 miles per hour, ranked until 1914, as one of the fastest dirigibles in the French service. In the meantime, a Spanish engineer, Señor Torres, had been quietly working out a new idea. He realized the shortcomings of the prevailing types of airships some eleven years ago, and unostentatiously and painstakingly set out to eliminate them by the perfection of a new type of craft. He perfected his idea, which was certainly novel, and then sought the assistance of the Spanish government. But his fatherland was not adapted to the prosecution of the project. He strove to induce the authorities to permit even a small vessel to be built, but in vain. He then approached the French Astra Company. His ambition was to build a vessel as large as a current Zeppelin, merely to emphasize the value of his improvement upon a sufficiently large scale, and to enable comparative data concerning the two designs to be obtained. But the bogey of expense at first proved insuperable. However, the French company decided to give the invention a trial, and to this end a small vedette of about 53,000 cubic feet displacement was built. Although an unpretentious little vessel, it certainly served to emphasize the importance of the Torres idea. It was pitted against the Colonel Renard, the finest ship at that time in the French aerial service, which had proved the fastest airship in commission, and which also was a product of the Astra Company. But this fine craft was completely outclassed by the puny Astra Torres. The builders and the inventor were now additionally anxious to illustrate more emphatically the features of this design and to build a far larger vessel. The opportunity was offered by the British government, which had been following the experiments with the small Astra Taurus in France. An order was given for a vessel of 282,500 cubic feet displacement. In this instance, it was ranged against another formidable rival, the Parseval but the latter also failed to hold its own against the Spanish invention, inasmuch as the Astra Torres built for the British authorities exceeded a speed of 50 miles per hour in the official tests. This vessel is still doing valuable duty, being attached to the British Air Service in France. The achievements of the British vessel were not lost upon the French government, which forthwith placed an order for a huge vessel of 812,200 cubic feet capacity, equipped with motors developing 1,000 horsepower, which it was confidently expected would enable a speed of 60 miles per hour to be attained.
Thus, France would be able to meet the Germans upon fairly level terms, inasmuch as the speed of the latest Zeppelins does not exceed 60 miles per hour. So confident were the authorities that a second order for an even larger vessel was placed before the first large craft was completed. This latter vessel is larger than any Zeppelin yet built, seeing that it displaces 38 tons and is fitted with motors developing 1,000 horsepower. It has recently been completed, and although the results of the trials, as well as the dimensions of the craft, have not been published, it is well known that the speed has exceeded 60 miles per hour, so that France now possesses the speediest dirigible in the world. The Torres invention has been described as wonderful, scientifically perfect, and extremely simple. The vessel belongs to the non-rigid class, but the whole of the suspension system is placed within the gas bag so that the air resistance offered by ropes is virtually eliminated in its entirety, for the simple reason that practically no ropes are placed outside the envelope. The general principle of design may be gathered from the accompanying diagram. It is as if three saucer-shaped balloons were disposed pyramidally two lying side by side with one superimposed with the bags connected at the points where the circular sections come into contact thus the external appearance of the envelope is decidedly unusual comprising three symmetrical ridges at the points where the three bags come into contact cloth bands are stretched across the arcs thereby forming a cord the suspension system is attached to the upper corners of the inverted triangle thus formed and converges in straight lines through the gas space. The bracing terminates in collecting rings from which a short vertical cable extends downwards through a special accordion sleeve to pass through the lower wall of the envelope. These sleeves are of special design, the idea being to permit the gas to escape under pressure arising from expansion and at the same time to provide ample play for the cable which is necessary in a flexible airship this cable emerges from the envelope only at the point or points where the car or cars is or are placed in the british airship of this type there is only one car but the larger french vessels are equipped with two cars placed tandem-wise the vertical cable, after extending downwards a certain distance, is divided, one rope being attached to one and the second to the other side of the car. The two bladed propellers are disposed on either side of the car, in each of which a 500 horsepower motor is placed. The Astra Taurus type of dirigible may be said to represent the latest expression in airship design and construction. The invention has given complete satisfaction and has proved strikingly successful. The French government has completed arrangements for the acquisition of larger and more powerful vessels of this design, being now in the position to contest every step that is made by Germany in this field. The type has also been embraced by the Russian military authorities. The Astra Torres airship has a rakish appearance, and although the lines of the gas bag are admitted to increase frictional resistance, this is regarded as a minor defect, especially when the many advantages of the invention are taken into consideration. End of chapter 4, part 2. Recording by William Tomko.